The FBI has been weaponized and they raid Mar-a-Lago. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company. I'm your host, Scott Wingeter. Let's talk about today what the Justice Department is doing against the former president and let's see if some of the accusations that are being made against the former president hold any water and really dive into the question as to whether or not the Department of Justice has actually been corrupted and is now being used as a political weapon against uh, the former president. So on June 3rd, the FBI visited Trump at his residence in Mar-a-Lago, and they were looking specifically for some of the records that the president had uh, kept there. When he was president, he took them down there to his home, uh, and he secured these uh, different records and he has to comply with a law that was passed uh, in after Richard Nixon was president when he tried to destroy a whole bunch of records and there was the 15 minutes of missing tape and all of that. Congress passed an act uh, called the Presidential Records Act of 1974. And the idea is that the, the materials that the president is able to, you know, produce during his term of office doesn't belong to him, but rather belongs to the people of the United States. And so the president has to turn over certain records to the archivist of the United States. Um, And he has to do that to comply with that law. Uh, Traditionally speaking, presidents have, you know, boxes and boxes and boxes of documents. Some of them might be personal uh, some of my might be official records. So there's always this negotiation between the president and the uh, National Archives in order to make sure that, you know, what is the president's personal papers remain with him and what uh, belongs to the people of the United States gets deposited into the National Archives. And this is a process that takes, you know, several months, if not years, right? So on June 3rd, the FBI visit Trump at Mar-a-Lago and Trump complies with all of their requests okay they said hey we want to make sure that these records have been secured can we get you know the security footage on this door where you're keeping them uh we want to make sure who's you know nobody's going in and out of there that isn't supposed to and then on top of that uh, it would be really swell if you installed a brand new lock on here trump complies with all of that now on 5 august there was a warrant that was issued for Possible violations of the Espionage Act of 1917, uh, 18 U.S. Code 793, uh, uh, obstruction of justice, 18 U.S. Code 1519, and uh, concealing, removing, or destroying protected federal documents, 18 U.S. Code 2071. Um, It's interesting that the raid on Mar-a-Lago happened on 8 August, five days after the judge signed off on it. So that shows you that this, I mean, this was serious business, folks. I mean, we, this is, we need to move now. We need to secure these documents, right? It's, it's a, it's a danger to national security if we don't uh, go in there and get these documents immediately, even though the president's been compiled, you know, complying with everything that we've asked him to do, but we need to go move now, but let's wait three days. They waited three days for Trump to not be there, okay? 
he had left the state. He was vacationing with his family up in New Jersey, which, you know, if President Trump, if you're listening here, I would just recommend that you stay out of New Jersey personally. But, you know, that's me. Um, <laughs> they waited intentionally for him to not be there so that he couldn't get in the way and couldn't intimidate them. And and they that's what these guys do. These goons go in there, you know, 30 FBI agents storm Mar-a-Lago at 6.30 in the morning. It's totally unnecessary. They could have just showed up and said, hey, uh, we want to take some of these documents. And President Trump would have been like, uh, okay, you know, why do you have to have a, a raid? Why do you get a, have to get a search warrant? It's, it's ridiculous. Um, and so a lot of this, I think, is what, what we're getting at here is this is a scheme. This is a scheme to on the heels of January 6th, and I'm going to connect the dots here, uh, all of it is to make sure that President Trump doesn't run for re-election in 2024. They're trying to politically take him out. Um, and so I know that's a big accusation to make, but stick with me and listen to the facts, okay? The Espionage Act of 1973... Uh, for those of you who don't know, I do have a background in the intelligence community. For 12 years, I was a Air Force Signals Intelligence uh, analyst. I w- have been trained on the Espionage Act of 1917 every single year that I held a top-secret security clearance with the federal government. Everybody that has a top-secret clearance has to uh, get trained on this every single year uh, to remain... To, to keep your top secret security clearance, uh, to remain in compliance with that. Um, and so it has to deal with, obviously, defense information, nat- defense information that could be used to harm the uh, United States. Um, and so let's go through real quick and talk about the types of classification, all right? You have, if something gets into the hands of our enemies that can cause exceptionally grave damage to the United States and its defense information, then that's going to be top secret. All right, so let's let's use a historical ana- uh, analogy here. I can't obviously go into actual information that I know. I have to guard that information. But we can use a historical uh, analogy that I think a lot of people would get. Um, so when we're developing the atomic bomb uh, in World War II, all right, if that information, how to make an atomic bomb, were to get out to the rest of the world, to our enemies, let's say Nazi Germany or Imperial Japan, right, that would be bad, okay? That could cause exceptionally grave damage to the United States. So therefore, that whole Manhattan Project, right, that we all studied in history class, that would be an example of top secret uh level of classification and then underneath that you have secret all right so it's not as serious but it is serious damage so that's that's how you remember it right so secret causes serious damage to the united states uh, of america all right and then underneath that you have confidential and that's like oh that's going to cause some damage to the united states of america if that information gets out so those are the three basic levels of classification, all right? And you can find this, uh, I'm going to put it in the show notes where I got this. It's from Executive Order 13, 
526, which was uh, signed by President Barack Obama on 29 December 2009. All right. It lay, it's, it states all of this, and this is freely available. Okay. And then underneath that, you have if it's just information uh, and it's not classified, it's actually classified, unclassified. So, um, what the president did was he has all of these boxes, boxes of documents. Uh, so, some people are alleging uh, it's been leaked out that he had some top secret uh, documents that had something to do with nuclear weapons, right? Um, and that, of course, as I just used that analogy, it would be top secret, right? We don't want anybody out there being like, how do you make an atomic bomb? Oh, that's how, right? That would be bad, right? You can't just give that information out freely available to the public. That could cause exceptionally grave damage. So that would be labeled top secret, except what Executive Order 13.526 says is that it names explicitly, and this makes sense, that the President of the United States, under Article 2, as the Commander-in-Chief of the entire United States military, is the ultimate classification uh, authority. All right? And so what that means is that he has a whole bunch of other people that he can name underneath him as president of the United States. Uh, so, for example, you're going to name agency heads. So you might say, all right, the director of the Central Intelligence Agency has original classification authority over the Central Intelligence Agency. And the director of the FBI, he's going to have, you know, original classification authority over the FBI. And the director of the National Security Agency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? All of these people are classification originators, all right? They get to determine what is classified and what is not. And it's under their authority that all the documents that are in those agencies uh, are classified. But the president has ultimate classification authority. So if I'm the president of the United States and my cheat sheet here, my notes, uh, let's say I labeled, it's labeled top secret, right? And I'm going to show it to my viewing audience here. This is my notes, guys. It's top secret. Well... I'm the president of the United States. I just made the decision by showing everybody on my YouTube channel here this top secret document. It's no longer top secret. I've decided that it's not top secret. If I take this document out of the secure uh, facility that it's stored in and I decide I'm going to take it to my house uh, because I'm the president of the United States and I need to work on this stuff, well, then it, while it's in transit, it can be unclassified. I'm going to decide, hey, this, this piece of paper right here, I need to take this for my briefings tomorrow. I need to understand what, is, what this document says. And I'm going to Mar-a-Lago because it's Christmas, let's say. Okay? This document's now unclassified because I decided that it's unclassified. And if I want to make it classified, I want to classify it top secret again, I'm going to take it back to the White House and I'm going to file it back where it belongs, quote, and then, boom, it's top secret because I'm the President of the United States and I've decided that I'm going to make this sheet of paper top secret. And I can do that because I'm the ultimate classification authority within the United States government. That There's Supreme Court precedence that says this, all right? There was a... It, this spells this out in a Supreme Court case, the Department of Navy v. Egan, 1988. It says everything that I just said. Right? Under Article 2, the President of the United States is the ultimate classification authority. He gets to decide what's 
classified and what's not classified. So if this paper is classified top secret and I take it out of the studio that I'm filming it here and I take it to my house and I say it's not classified, then it's sitting in my house and it's not classified. Now, if Joe Biden wants to come down to the, you know, Mar-a-Lago estate and take this piece of paper back and say, that's top secret. Well, then it becomes top secret. But did a crime occur when I had this piece of paper? No. So there isn't a violation of the Espionage Act of 1917 then because it's unclassified. They have no case whatsoever to suggest that anything that they pulled out of Mar-a-Lago was actually classified at the time that the FBI seized it because it was not. It was unclassified. So let's throw that charge out because that's ridiculous. There's the obstruction of justice charge, 18 U.S. Code 1519. How's he obstructing justice? Did he destroy the documents? Well, I would suggest to you that if he destroyed the documents, then what did the FBI take out in boxes? The FBI, the 30 agents, they took what? Um, I think it was 15 boxes of documents out of his estate of Mar-a-Lago. So if he obstructed justice by destroying them, then what did they take out? Did he obstruct justice by hiding them away from, from the FBI? No, the FBI knew because of their June 3rd trip where exactly these boxes of documents were. It was in the locked room. In fact, they said, hey, could you put a better lock on that door? He said, yeah, sure, absolutely. I really appreciate what you guys are doing, is what he was alleged to have said. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, I misspoke there. It's 27 boxes that were removed. Um, and so these these top secret SCI secure uh documents involving nuclear weapons, they're not classified. He's not hiding or concealing or destroying any of these federal documents. But here's the, here's the thing. That would be a violation. If he did destroy protected federal documents, that would be a violation. He's being allegedly investigated and possibly charged with this 18 U.S. Code 2071 violation. It's interesting. It states that anyone convicted of that crime, quote, shall be disqualified from holding any office under the United States, end quote. So do we really see what's happening here? They're setting him up. They're setting it up with the January 6th committee that, you know, he uh, is violating uh, his oath of office, that he's trying to that he's guilty of insurrection and under, as I said on the show before, under the 14th Amendment, that anybody who took part in insurrection cannot hold office uh, under the United States. And he, of course, is he's guilty of a violation of uh, 18 U.S. Code 2071, and so he shall be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Guys, this should demonstrate to you the lengths of which they fear President Trump returning to office. That they have weaponized the Department of Justice, they've weaponized the FBI to go after him to make it impossible for him to even run. But I think they have a very flimsy case on their hands here. We'll see how this unfolds. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.